The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter. Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today, we're talking about the problem with New Year, New You. (laughs) I understand that um, we see this New Year as an opportunity, and that is one that I will get on board with. This is a blank slate for 2023. You have the opportunity to make it different. You have opportunities to make change, but I I do see a problem that comes along with the concept of new year, new you. So I want to break that down. I want to talk about it um, more so just dive into what are your goals and what do they look like, action steps to get there. And that's honestly when we talk about what we do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic, we are about whole body wellness. And, and I think this is a little bit of the problem too. Wellness has become such a like hot topic or trend when in reality you say, what is wellness? What is holistic versus allopathic? And the easiest way for me to describe what we do at our office, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, is that our goal inevitably is to get down to the root cause of the problem. Right. Like so oftentimes we say, yeah, my neck is just so tight. It's where I carry my stress. And I think why, why is it that others who are under far more stress don't necessarily have that neck pain? And you're like, well, because there's something probably underlying going on. And you're like, well, just stress less. New year, new you. (laughs) You're like, you still have the neck pain, and likely because it's a structural problem, and in the stress that you're having, is just exacerbating the underlying. I saw a statistic years and years and years ago, but it talked about how by February, less than eighteen percent of individuals will still be achieving their New Year's goal. So basically, about one fifth. So four out of five people in four weeks from today will no longer still be working on goals that they set for new year, new you, 2023. (laughs) And so it's just an aspect of when we look at our health, it's 
we know that there are systems and aspects that are broken. And January is a time that we opt to pay more attention. But I think inevitably, the aspect of paying attention to our health in total and setting the reasons why are the ones that are going to have the most significant impacts. So before we dive down deep into that, let's talk about some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. For today's Health in the News, we are talking about hydration can significantly impact your physical health, study finds. Now, before I dive into this, I think it's very interesting. Uh, the doctors and I in our office are all highly trained, but every week we sit down and we talk about patient care. Um, individuals who might have a new exacerbation, a flare-up, um, if we have to change something that we're adjusting, uh, a different way to address it, a different approach. So one of the benefits of our office is you have multiple doctors and minds working on individual patients. It's really, really awesome. Now, that being said, we were talking the other day and one doctor said, I just feel bad because I feel as if all I talk about is how much water people drink. <laughs> and I said, I understand that completely. It is relatively frustrating, but it is a necessity of life. So again, this article really caught my attention when it talks about hydration can significantly impact your physical health. So they talk about you may know that being adequately hydrated is important for day to day bodily functions such as regulating temperature and maintaining skin health. But drinking enough water is also associated with a significantly lower risk of developing chronic diseases a lower risk of dying early or a lower risk of being biologically older than your chronological age, according to a National Institute of Health uh, published this past week in the Journal of eBiomedicine. The results suggest that proper hydration may slow aging process and prolong a disease-free life, said study author uh, Natalia a researcher from the Laboratory of Cardiovascular Regenerative Medicine at the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, a division of the NIH. So learning what preventative measures can slow down the aging process is, quote, a major challenge of preventative medicine, the authors of the study said. That's because an epidemic of, quote, age-dependent chronic disease, end quote, is emerging at the world's population rapidly ages. Uh, and extending a healthy lifespan can improve quality of life and decrease healthcare costs more than just treating disease can. I think this is wild because you look at just the verbiage that they use in talking about water uh, lowers the risk of developing chronic disease, lowering your risk of dying earlier, lower your risk of being biologically older than your chronic chronological age. Uh, slows down aging, prolongs a disease-free life, helps with skin. If someone told you, hey, I have this thing that is accessible at your fingertips. You can get it anywhere, right? Like you don't have to walk to streams an hour away and it's free. Now, granted, it's probably, if it's coming out of the tap, it's probably not the healthiest, but in a good, better, best scenario, can you 
we have it everywhere. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I drink water. And people are like, I don't like water. <laughs> Just like this, is, it blows my mind. It literally blows my mind. The authors thought optimal hydration might slow down the aging process based on similar research in mice. In those studies, lifelong water restriction increased the serum sodium of mice by five millimoles per liter and shortened their lifespan by six months, which equals about 15 years in human life, according to the new study. Serum sodium can be measured in the blood and increases when we drink less fluid. It makes sense. Part of water and hydration when you reabsorb that is to help um, the viscosity of the blood if you are less viscous. And you're like, well, but I drink Gatorade, but I drink diet soda, but I drink LaCroix, but I drink, right? Like, that's not water. Was it water at some point? Yes. Is it water now? No, your body's not reabsorbing Diet Coke into your small intestine or large intestines, right? Like your body's not reabsorbing um, Powerade or Gatorade into your small intestines. <laughs> I asked, side note, I asked my um, going to be six-year-old in a couple months, almost six. I said, um, well, I didn't ask. He's been telling me. Let's start there. He's been telling me what he wants for his birthday. Not that Christmas has just come and passed and he got everything he needed. Um, by the way, my four-year-old uh, told me that Santa did not come to his house. <laughs> um, I said, maybe you weren't good then, but he did. Anyways, so um, when we, uh, he told me he wanted 22 packages of uh, tape bubble gum and 22 power aids that's what that's what he wants for his sixth birthday so don't know how i'm gonna navigate either one of those <laughs> anyways um i digress so they talk about uh so not Powerade, not Diet Coke. Back to the article. So using health data collected over 30 years from about 11,000 black and white adults from the atherosclerosis risk in communities studies, the research found adults with serum sodium levels at a higher end of normal range had worse health outcomes than those at the lower end of the range. Data collection began in 1987 when participants were in their 40s and 50s, and the average age of the participant in the final assessment during the study period was 76. So adults with levels above 142 had a 15 higher chance of being biologically older than their chronological age compared to participants who are 137 to 142. You can look at this if you've ever had general lab work done. Uh, the sodium is likely on there. The participants with higher, faster aging risk also had 64% higher risk for developing chronic disease, such as heart failure, stroke, atrial fibrillation, also known as AFib, peripheral artery disease, chronic lung disease, diabetes, and dementia. The people with levels above 144 had a 50% higher risk of being biologically older and 21% higher risk of dying early. This study adds observational evidence that reinforces the potential long-term benefit of improved hydration on reductions in long-term health outcomes, including mortality. So um, <laughs> I always think it's interesting because uh, patients will ask me if I can look at their lab work. 
that their primary care, if they go to, you know, any lab test now. And I always think it's interesting because I often see dehydration in their labs. And um, sometimes it's through serum sodium. Oftentimes it's through kidney enzymes that you'll see is raised. Like your kidneys are spitting off these additional enzymes. And I'll ask them, you know, did you recently have an acute injury, a fall? Did someone punch you or, you know, motor vehicle accident? And they'll say, no. And I say, well, I would think that you are coming to the point where you're chronically dehydrated enough that your kidneys are having to work to filter your blood, that now your kidneys are showing signs of distress. And I had a team member once. He was a radio listener turned team member, patient turned team member. And I had asked, I said, hey, she showed it to me and she goes, I don't like drinking water. And I said, well, if it continues at this pace, it's going to be, which one do you prefer less? Do you prefer um, not like I'm drinking water or going through dialysis? Because eventually at some point, your kidneys are going to malfunction enough where they can't do what they're going to do. It's going to be irreparable damage. And there's a likelihood that that's in your future. I had a patient who worked at a dialysis center and I said, what percentage of patients do you see in there are because of lifestyle related and she said almost all of them chronic dehydration and overuse of over-the-counter pain medication aspirin advil aleve ibuprofen tylenol um, are the reason why so they go on to talk about how um, serum sodium is influenced by liquid intake Um, the most impressive finding is that the risk for chronic disease and aging is apparent even in individuals who have serum sodium levels that are in the upper end of the normal range. This challenges the question of what really is normal and supports the concept that the, as a population, we are probably not drinking enough water. More than 50% of your body is made of water, which is needed for multiple functions, including digesting food, creating hormones and neurotransmitters, delivering oxygen throughout your body, according to Cleveland Clinic. So... Uh, The National Academy of Medicine, formerly known as the Institute of Medicine, recommends that women consume 2.7 liters, which is approximately 91 ounces of water daily, and that men have 3.7 liters, which is 125 ounces daily. Um, Know this, that caffeine is a diuretic. So if you are drinking caffeinated beverages... That is often one that will make it so that you're not um, absorbing fluid like you should. They said the goal is to ensure patients are taking enough fluid while assessing factors like medication that may lead to fluid loss. Doctors may also need to defer a patient's current treatment plan um, if they're limiting fluid for heart failure. But um, they say if you have trouble, try to work up. Try to work up to getting that much Leave a glass, leave glasses of water all along your house. (laughs) Drink water while your morning coffee is brewing. I will give you this. If I drink a large glass of water before I have my morning coffee, I will drink more water throughout the day. So if not, then you're just sipping on coffee. All of a sudden it's noon and you're like, hi, you've had nothing but coffee. So just an aspect of shifting and changing. So now when we come back, have you heard of the phrase new year, new you? Let's dive down deeper next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com.
This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. We know we were made for so much more than ordinary life. It's time for us to more than just survive. We were made to thrive. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853. Or you can always check us out online to schedule an appointment, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That is greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today we are talking about... New year, new you. Though it might not necessarily be what you expect because I know that that topic is very popular the month of January. And I know that people try to capture the individuals who are on the new year, new you cycle. But here's where I support you in your new year new year, new you journey is that I like that you decided to make a mindset shift to do something different or better with your health. Here's where I realize that the resolutions, the goals, the aspirations that come right now, come mid-February will be gone and we'll go to um, new year, old last year you. And we do the same things. We get back into the cycle. And I, I personally feel as if there is, we're inundated with almost too much information. We have gotten to the point where we have literally the world at our fingertips. But because there's so much that it's like, well, what are you going to do? And it's like, well, we're going to do a fast think fast are great what are you gonna do after the fast well I don't really know you know how I'm gonna break my fast (laughs) I'm gonna come at it with some potato chips and some pizza and you're like oh okay well that I'm glad that you fasted or they say I'm gonna start taking supplements right I can get it from my local grocery store for dirt cheap I'm like oh okay or they say I'm gonna start exercising and you're like that is wonderful right your heart is a muscle oxygen right often a lot of metabolic disease processes hate oxygen and it's like what are you gonna do and it's well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna walk on the treadmill that's wonderful and then what and they're like I don't really know how to use the weight and then they injure themselves and then they're like oh, I'll go back and then they do the same thing and then they stop going we just get into this cycle of where we're just like that we have no direction like we have an idea but the problem is is that we don't have the ability to go through and execute that and what really got me thinking about this is I was looking um, there's a news article that came out this is not health in the news there's a news article that came out and it talked about life is getting shorter in Americans and the CDC is to blame and so they just go on to talk about how Um, It's one thing when the government raises your taxes, suffocates your business with regulations or censors your tweets. It's far worse when government is to blame for actually shortening your life. 
the U.S. life expectancy dropped to 76.4, the lowest in 25 years, according to federal data. And so they say the CDC, Center for Disease Control and Prevention, repeatedly has blown its responses to healthy killers like fentanyl, COVID, lung cancer, all while life expectancies get shorter and shorter. So this was interesting when I read it. So in the 1980s, Americans had one of the best life expectancies in the world in the 80s. Since then, the U.S. has lost ground. People live several years longer in France, Switzerland, Italy, and other highly developed countries, reaching about 83 to 84 on average. Um, residents of the Czech Republic, Chile, uh, can expect to live longer than Americans. Slovenia. Even before COVID, the U.S. ranked 29th in life expectancy. And so here's where they go on to talk about, right? Uh, leading like overdoses. They talk about um, they talk about lung cancer, which I thought was interesting. I didn't realize in terms lung cancer is the number one cancer killer, taking about 130,000 lives every year. It's more than breast, prostate, and colon cancer combined. Um, but all of these things, right? And we're, we're like looking at, at all of these and you're like, where does heart disease fall into this? Diabetes, if trending continues, it's going to be the number one killer by, I think it's like 2048, if nothing changes. Type 2 diabetes. Type 2 is a lifestyle induced. It is also the, it has the ability to be lifestyle reversed. And so we look at that and we're blaming, right? We're blaming the CDC for this. And you're like, is this the CDC's fault? Well, in my answer, I don't think that they're helpful. In the same regards, no one has put personal accountability of your health into your own hands. And so this is one at the beginning of the year, they say, you know what, I'm going to be responsible for my health, mostly for the next six to eight weeks, and then 90% of you will fall off. I will be responsible for my health, and I will put my health in my hands, and I will do things like eat better. I will exercise. Dry January, right? I'm going to stop drinking for this four weeks. And we look at all these aspects and listen, if out of the 12 months, you only care for your health one month out of the 12, I will take that more than zero. But in reality, when you're looking at a lot of these metabolic disease processes, right? Our health in the news literally was talking about how just something as simple as drinking enough water. You know how much time that takes you? Not a whole lot. Well, but I have to use the bathroom more. Well, good. Your kidneys are actually working. Your kidneys are filtering out toxins out of your blood and ridding itself in your urine. And so when we look at this aspect of, think, and you, again, cost, what is that? Well, maybe you get filtered water. Still less than any sort of disease process I have. <laughs> I I had a uh, patient come back. We oftentimes see when people start to feel better, they forget what it was like to feel bad. Um, they desire to put their funds and resources to other things that are maybe not health related. And, um, you know, with open arms, we will always love you when you come back. And so I had a patient who came back and um, his significant other has been here for the last several years. And he's like, you know, you cost me a lot of money. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here's what I will tell you, though. Very candidly. The money that you spend and invest in health will always 
always be less than the money that you will have to invest in sickness. Barnon. Hi, I have back pain. Okay, well, let's look. Okay, sir, you have degeneration in your neck. You have degeneration in your lower back. Well, I can still live just fine with it. I'm going to keep doing it because I don't want to keep getting adjusted. The technique that we use at Greenwood Family Chiropractic specifically works on prevention and reversing osteoarthritis, disc degeneration, right? It's very different than the average pain-based chiropractic, which most of them are, great. We just do different things. And so, um, right, well, I don't want to do it. Okay, so then it gets to the point where it's like, now I can't function. Well, you know what costs uh, less than injections? Corrective chiropractic care. Uh, you know what costs less than spinal surgeries, fusions? Chiropractic care. I looked at, I found out probably like six or eight months ago, the state of Indiana requires hospitals to be transparent about shoppable fees. So I like did a deep dive. Like how much does sick care cost? And what I found was that surgical fusions. So this does not include like any physical therapy afterwards, any care follow-up. This is just the surgery itself. If it is in a, the lumbar or thoracic, so lower back or middle back, if you have a surgical fusion, costs $114,000 on average. If it is in your neck, in your cervical spine, it is $134,000 for one surgery. Can I tell you that a lifelong preventative care in terms of structural correction, uh, corrective chiropractic care, what we do in our office at Greenwood Family Chiropractic, will never cost you $114,000. And guess what? Maybe you can stave off ever having to go underneath the knife to have the possibility of never being able to walk again, lose your bowel and bladder function, right? Paralysis, death. But, but, but I have to pay for it on the front end. And you're like, yeah. Gosh, eating healthy costs a lot, right? Like groceries in general cost a lot before. They cost a lot now. I get it. And we still buy the healthiest stuff. We, we kind of have to shift a little bit to figure out where we're buying it for cheapest cost. But I truly see that as an investment in my health. And that's not a new year, new me. That's not a new year, new family. That is a, I am a family of five looking to eat well. And I want to take that money and invest it in the process of health. And I want to set those goals because I foresee this as, again, not a new year, new you. I foresee this as being something that teaches my children, my young children, the way that we eat, how we prepare things, right? They've now gotten the aspect where they can kind of like help a little bit more. They crack eggs. They have one of the like wooden, it's not like a real knife, but like a wooden slat that helps with like, so they cut up strawberries for breakfast with me. Like they take the aspect and they know like this is what we do in order for our health. This is just our lifestyle and it's a lifestyle in our home and the goal and the aspirations, it's not every year my kids when they're older decide that for the month of January, they're gonna eat healthy. My goal is to say, hey, I want to instill processes that allow them to know throughout the year we eat healthy. But doesn't mean that we don't have like fun things for Christmas, right? Again, my uh, soon to be six year old, uh, it's telling me all the things he wants for his birthday. And one of them is a pumpkin roll. Like that's, he wants a pumpkin roll for his birthday. And like, I, I, I could probably swing this. 
<laughs> you know, like if he has, you know, that's what he has. Do you want that instead of cupcakes? Like maybe we do he- we do healthy cupcakes and you have a pumpkin roll. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it, it's one like I want that that bigger picture of things. And I think sometime, somehow like as adults, we got so caught up in this like new year, new you. And we just set this stage on like, here's what I'm going to do for the month of January, come February, March, April. I mean, how many people can we say in August are still doing or aspiring or working towards what they put as their quote, New Year's resolution? And so we have to look at making some of those changes. We have to address one, that we have a problem. Two, we need to really address and assume what we do moving forward in order to make those changes. That's exactly what we'll touch base on next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Videos, tips, deals, and more. Find Greenwood Family Chiropractic on Instagram. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or come check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That is greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today... We are talking about New Year, New You, and some of the problems that come along with it. It is not news to me, unfortunately, that we are um, not doing well (laughs) with um, with our overall health. And it was very candidly, very, this was a problem before COVID even happened. But I feel as if COVID has um, allowed us to see a little bit more of the problems, right? Because especially with COVID, they said, hey, if there's a pre-existing condition, uh, your likelihood of having complications from COVID are so much higher. So I'm like, well, hmm. And we're like, oh my gosh, like, what what are we going to do? And you're like, well, why don't we take care of our health? So this is really the problem that I see. And I want to give you some, hopefully some action steps and some tools to be able to kind of mindset shift a bit more. Because the one thing that I don't want to minimize is that people are excited about their health. I think that's wonderful. It's a great time in the office. People are done through the holidays. They get back on track. We see all of these patients who have kind of fallen off because other things in their life decided to take priority. Here's one that, and this happened probably like seven or eight years ago now at this point. I had a patient. She was at the time 37 years old. And she was so excited about the new year, 
getting her health started. Um, I met with her probably like the beginning of November of that year before. And um, she was like, okay, I'm going to start making nutritional changes. But like, it's the holidays. It's too hard. Uh, I'm going to start working out. I'm going back to the gym. Um, but it's the holidays. It's too hard. And she's like, I want to do all this stuff. But like, you know, I'm like really busy with work. And my husband is doing this thing with his job. And it's just like, it's too hard. So at the beginning of the year, this is when I'm going to set my intentions. I'm going to dedicate. And um, it was two or three days before Christmas. She was standing in the kitchen at a friend's house, pouring herself a glass of wine. Uh, she collapsed and she passed away. 37 years old. And I think what we fail to realize is that health doesn't stop through the holidays, but we put it on hold. Like you can still eat well and exercise and do all those things through the holidays. Maybe it's not as um, intense as it would be when you fully commit in January, right? And maybe she could have made those changes and nothing would have stopped that. And she still would have passed away two days before Christmas. But I always, and and here's the other aspect too, is that, um, you know, we have patients in the office and was chatting with a patient the other day and I was like so great to see you how are you and she was like I'm exhausted right this is like between Thanksgiving and Christmas I said I said and she's like gosh I'm just going through my busy season at work and I said remind me again what you do and she said I work for a funeral home and I was like oof you know your health doesn't stop through the holidays it's more amplified so it's just one of those aspects when we say like, what what can we do? Because the average person, when you evaluate what their New Year's resolutions are, the, the number one is eat better, exercise, lose weight, you know, read more books, drink more water. But I think the one aspect is set a realistic goal. So oftentimes there's not a tangible that comes when we set these goals. There is a mnemonic that comes with goal setting that we often talk about, and it's the SMART, SMART goal setting. Um, S being specific, right? There has to be a specific area of improvement. It has to be measurable. So you have to quantify or at least suggest an indicator of progress. It has to be um, attainable. Sometimes people say assignable, like specifically who will do it. But I think attain attainment. I want to lose 100 pounds. That sounds very good. Maybe not attainable. <laughs> realistic. Uh, the results need to be realistic and achieved. Time-related. So specific, measurable, assignable, realistic, and time-related. What are the specific results achieved? And so when we ask about kind of what that looks like, here's the biggest aspect that I typically realize for the average person is um, what's your why, right? So if you want to lose weight, why? Why do you want to lose weight? How want my clothes to fit better? Um, you know, I want to be back into these pants or 
but when push comes to shove and you're like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exercise more. Maybe you don't say, I'm going to exercise every day. You know, if anyone's uh, familiar with like 75 hard, if you've not heard about it, it's just a program. It's gained mass popularity in the last probably two years, but it's 75 days. You have to drink a gallon of water. It's two 40-minute, exer- 45-minute exercises. One of them needs to be outside. You do 10 minutes of reading, um, take a progress picture, and you follow a a nutrition protocol or diet, right? You get to set whatever it is. And if you mess up on any of those days, then you have to start over. So it's 75 days of hard. And it gets people into a routine. Now, um, my husband asked me um, if I wanted to do 75 hard in the fall. And I told him no. (laughs) And here's why. Because I know with three small children working full-time, husband works full-time, he's military, so he's often gone for weeks at a time, he he works on a shift, he's moving shifts, you know, moving at night, all these things. So you know what I can commit myself to? I can commit myself to ensuring that five days a week I work out. It doesn't have to be the same five days, um, but five days a week. And that is one that when you're looking at, what's the, the smart aspect of that? Is it specific? Yes. Five days a week, I'm going to work out. I have dots on the calendar. Um, it is something that is measurable. So that is one. If I say, hey, from Monday to Sunday, that's what I consider my weeks. Five days, what does that look like? Um, assignable. Who will do it? Me. <laughs> me. Uh, it is realistic. For me to do 45-minute workout twice a day, uh, especially with kids in sports and all of those things, that the thought of me going into this knowing my level of failure, that stresses me out. (laughs) And it's time related. I am for, I'm going to commit for the next 90 days. This is what I'm going to do. It's one where, um, and what does that look like? And why? Why does that look like it? And so I'll share more of like a personal aspect for me and what that looks like. I, um, and this is before the holidays. I'm just, I was tired. I had fallen off. I was consuming too much coffee. I wasn't drinking enough water. Um, I wasn't exercising the way I could. And really, my justification was like, oh my gosh, you're tired. Just let your body rest. Oh, you're tired. Just let your body rest. And I get it. A rest day, I do believe is important. But I was giving myself too many rest days. (laughs) Not enough active days. And so when I would look at kind of that aspect of um, what I needed to do for myself and my health, it it was not more rest days. And so several weeks back, I said, we are doing a coffee fast. And um, that is what I did. I cut out coffee. No, I didn't do the like, I'm only going to do half coffee today and the next day. And I just cut it out. You know, did it suck for a couple days? Candidly, yes, very much so. But I can tell you that the amount of energy when my body didn't expect for a mass amount of caffeine to come into it, and it's not like I do a lot of sugar with it. Black coffee, splash of heavy cream. That's what I do. No sweeteners, no syrups, nothing fancy. Black coffee, splash of organic heavy cream. Um, and I started to feel better. And so I'm like, hey, you got to get back on it. And so even if that means I am like, 
hey kids, it's a random day that it's 60 degrees outside. We're going to go for a brisk jog. I'm going to do it, even though I don't want to. And what's so interesting is I have more energy, more mental clarity. I feel better about it now that I'm like, I don't want to do this for a month. I just need to get back on. And so as people, I want to give you the grace that sometimes we go through seasons and life changes and struggles that are hard. And, and I understand that very much as a wife, as a business owner, as a mom. Um, I understand that. But there has to be a point where it's not the CDC's fault. It's not your medical doctor's fault. It's not your spouse's fault. It's not your kid's fault. You have to hold yourself accountable on what your health looks like. And this is the big picture is that you think if you pay attention to one month, what about the other 11? And if you lose your health, what does that look like? What does your job look like? What does your, um, how does that manage in your household? If you're, if you're the leader, if you're a mom or a dad in your house and you lose your health, what does stability of your family look like? And so, so oftentimes you think, well, I can't afford it. I can't do it. I can't make the time. And my, my question to you is, is that what, if you don't make the time, what does that look like in the future for you? Like what, what does your support of family look like? Because really, you know, I, I've seen individuals lose their health and, you know, they have to take disability or they have to, to leave their job because they have to go to medical appointments. And if you don't have that income, what does that look like for your family? And that spouse has to pick up that slack. Um, who brings you there? Like what, what does that? And so when you, when you think like there's not a lot of urgency when that comes when you haven't lost your health yet, Right. You don't see it as an an investment, you see it as an expense. And so when you start seeing health-related issues as an expense, that's where you cut them out. And when you cut them out, you cut out things that are designed to increase your health. And when you do that, your health doesn't stay stagnant, it doesn't increase, it doesn't stay the same, it decreases. And so it's just coming to the aspect of realizing, are you going to see the ability of 2023 to use this as an investment, albeit movement, nutrition, nervous system with chiropractic, with your mindset through the totality of 2023, not just these next four weeks. So it's a challenge that I have for you is I want to thank you as an individual. If you have made some resolutions or goals or just set aspects of change in your life, do you foresee them you doing them? in June. And if not, this is where we have ability to be alongside of you with your health at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853 to schedule an appointment online. You can go to greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. So we love to be here for you. We just need to see you first and foremost, meet with you, figure out what your goals are, how we go through it, and most importantly, how we be alongside of you to not only maintain, but regain your health. Look forward to next week. Always remember that your power is on.